Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Sweeney, here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla. And today, we're wrapping up our brief series of interviews with graduating seniors who are heading off to serve the Lord elsewhere. This week, we're joined by a senior named Liz. We won't tell you Liz's last name. She'll be serving in a place where evangelism is frowned upon. Kristen will tell you a little bit more about her soon, but first, let me thank you again for supporting Liz and her colleagues in the Beeson student body through prayer and other more tangible acts of kindness. As you make your year-end gifts, please keep our students in mind. One of my goals is to raise enough scholarship money to make Beeson tuition-free for all of our students. We've got a long way to go, but we pray the Lord is in this with us. By making even a small gift to one of our student scholarships, you can help us reach that goal. Find out more at BeesonDivinity.com slash giving. All right, Kristen, would you please introduce Liz to our listeners? Sure will. Thank you, Doug, and hello, everyone. Uh, we have, as Doug has already mentioned, a graduating student, Liz, with us on the show. She will be graduating with a Master of Divinity degree in just a few days, and she is from Alabama. So welcome, Liz, to the Beeson Podcast. Thanks. As a way of introduction, I wonder if you can introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us where you're from and how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I grew up in Alabama in a Christian home, um, so there's not a time that I remember not being in church. Um, I came to faith in Jesus when I was five years old. I remember um, asking my teacher like what I needed to do and um, praying a prayer for Jesus to or accept Jesus as my savior. I had a just like a strong sense of this is what I need to do now. I just have a really clear memory of that even though I was so young. And I was actually saved around the same time as my older brother who I, you know, always wanted to be like. Mm -hmm. And so um I don't remember this but my parents told me that of the two of us I was the one that was like, "Okay, I'm saved and now I should be baptized." And I know that I'm saved and why am I not being baptized? Mm -hmm. But they, I mean, were wisely, you know, asking questions and making sure that this was <laughs> a sincere faith with, with that dynamic going on too. But it's just a fun, fun element of my story that my parents uh, remember because, you know, turns out I've been type A my whole life. <laughs> Liz, uh, we know that you were a nurse before you became a student at Beeson. Why did you become a nurse? How was that part? I mean, especially with the advantage of hindsight, how do you look back on that and see that as part of God's kind of providential guidance in your life, maybe even preparing you for divinity school and preparing you for the ministry he's got for you? Yeah, I um, decided to be a nurse um, sometime toward the end of high school. I had done some volunteer work at a hospital, and through that, I had always been kind of drawn to the sciences, but I wanted to be able to help people in like a tangible way to take care of people. And I also wanted skills and knowledge that would transfer pretty directly onto the missions field. I always thought I would be doing short-term missions. You know, I would take two weeks or something and um, go overseas. But it wasn't until I actually went on a missions trip, a short-term 
um, trip to Southeast Asia that I felt this call to like, maybe I'm actually called to Mm. do this long term. And so it was a really big trip for me. It was the first time I'd been out of the country. It was the first time I had been on a plane. (laughs) So yeah, it was a lot to process. But through that, I just had this really firm call to long-term missions, um, but first to seminary because I wanted to be able to, if I was going to use my nursing degree to go to places that other people can't get to, I wanted to have a really firm foundation of knowledge of the scripture and how to teach the Bible and how to lead people well before I got there. So I just wanted to be as prepared as possible. I think nursing school in general just really helps me with that because you learn how to retain just a bunch of information at one time. Um, I kind of still felt, because that's how I learned really deep like critical thinking like that's I sort of filter everything through the nursing process mm-hmm. which I don't know just really helped and also how nursing works with or how nursing education works with having part of your time in classrooms and part of your time in clinicals in the hospital doing the work really learn how to deal with people how to teach them things so it just gave me a lot of skills that I never would have had um, otherwise So once you decided that you needed a seminary education, what led you to Beeson? A a question that we often ask uh, listeners, you probably have seen it on social media and elsewhere, is why Beeson? So Liz, why Beeson? What's your Beeson story? (laughs) I really didn't know what I was signing up for when I came to Beeson. I actually hadn't done that much research on seminaries when I applied and was accepted I only applied to Beeson when I was applying to seminaries, uh, which has been a little bit of a theme in some of these interviews I noticed listening to the other students. But my reason was partly because I wouldn't have to change my nursing license to a different state if I, because like, well, this one's in Alabama. I already know people here. This will be like the easiest way for me to do this. And then if I apply to this one place and I don't get in, I won't have to deal with it for another couple months. But it wasn't until I got here that I realized like what a special place Beeson is, like the caliber of professors that we get to study with, uh, the community emphasis has been such a blessing to me. I really think that it's the best place. It's been the best place for me in this season. And it was just purely the Lord putting me where I needed to be. Yeah, it's just been so encouraging, informative. I uh, wasn't sure before I um, came here if I should even really take a class like preaching class. But each semester I've just had a renewed call to be here to continue to keep pursuing missions. Kristen's already mentioned that you're graduating with an MDiv degree, and most of our listeners know that's the main degree uh, that people get when they're going into full-time ministry. And we've already told our listeners that you're becoming a missionary, and you're going to use your nursing even in your missions work. Uh, But we haven't mentioned the missions certificate. You're graduating with an MDiv and a mission certificate. And some people listening now know what that means, but probably not everybody knows what that means. What is the mission certificate at Beeson, and uh, how has the Lord used it to help prepare you for what he has next for you? So the mission certificate is, you can have to be an MDiv student to be a mission certificate student. 
you take certain electives, you go to certain uh, number of events every semester. So we have things like Global Voices, where it's typically a, mi a missionary that comes um, and speaks with the students. We have Friday morning prayer, which has just been a really good um, routine in my schedule. And you have other students who are also called to missions, so you know that you're it's a really good group, you know, that you're not alone in this call to go overseas. So I would definitely recommend it for students who are thinking about overseas missions. And I would also recommend it for people who are concerned with, you know, how do I learn how to support missionaries? How What is this even like? The other requirement for the mission certificate is we do our, our CCMP, our cross-cultural ministry practicum, for six weeks instead of the normal two weeks. Um, everybody has those two weeks and they encourage everybody to try to go overseas if they can or at least to a different context that they're, than they're used to. Um, but we get the opportunity to go for six weeks, so it helps you adjust and see a little bit more of what it would be like to live in that country without constantly being jet lagged. And yeah, part of why I chose Beeson was for the mission certificate. That is one thing that I had looked at um, before I applied and was accepted. I don't think I signed up for it right away, but it was always part of what I thought I would do. I just wanted to like learn a little bit more and be here for a little bit before I like officially signed the paperwork. But I thought I would take those electives whether or not I was officially in the program anyway. And like I said, things like Friday morning prayer have just been really formative for me. Dr. Parks does such a good job of cultivating this group of students that really care for each other and provides time where we can slow down, we can hear about what's going on in the world and pray for those things. It's really easy to get bogged down in all the different assignments that you have, like all the different responsibilities that our students have. It's just been a really good reminder, a really good, yeah, like I said, routine in my schedule to be praying for the nations every Friday morning. We've asked um, all of the students that we've had on the show for this series to reflect on their three and a half years at Beeson as they approach graduation. And as has already been mentioned, uh, you're one of those who started before COVID and then <laughs> COVID happened. Uh, you also worked as a nurse while you were in school. So I wonder if you can just um, invite us in to some of your memories and share with us some of those special moments or some of those uh, ways in which you've grown over the last three and a half years uh, while you've been a student at Beeson. Yeah, it's definitely been challenging. Yeah, it's been rewarding and encouraging, but it's, I mean, it's also been difficult to manage the workload here with also working uh, part-time as a nurse. Uh, especially during COVID. Um, there was a time about a month or so where I was trying to do as much as I could for the clinic that I work at, as well as keep up with all of our school online, which is just not the typical Beeson experience. Like it's not what anybody really wants. So I think that really made us excited to come back even more so. I remember um, the students who started like right at COVID or the semester afterwards when everything was just like a little bit different and being like, oh man, they're just not experiencing everything that Beeson can be. 
And so we were excited when we did get to come back and when we got to be even more normal in the next couple of semesters. But, but yeah, we just had a lot of support from friends and from students and from professors and just like everybody was contributing to make it work and to get through together. And as far as like classes, my first semester I was part-time here, so I was only taking two classes and then I moved up to full-time. I've been full-time since then. But the two classes I took my first semester were Old Testament Theology with Dr. House and um, Spiritual Formation with Dr. Gaston. And those two classes together were were just really good for me. They were really significant to me because we were reading, you know, large portions of the Old Testament for every class period. And then we were also looking at spiritual formation, spiritual disciplines. And we were writing our own up to, you know, at that point, our spiritual autobiographies. And so just learning about scripture from somebody who knows so much and is so good at applying it to our lives and praying for us in class, as well as writing and hearing the other students' spiritual autobiographies were sort of a really special time of hearing what the Lord is doing and examining what the Lord has done in the past. And yeah, I think just a lot of the professors have been really impactful for me. Um, Dr. House, for sure. Um, I've really enjoyed learning from him, and he just got such a big heart for students. He has high standards, for sure, but he also just has a really big heart for us to learn, and part of that is challenging us. But they're also just, our professors are concerned about us as people, like they're interested in what's going on in our lives. I've talked to multiple professors like Dr. House, but also Dr. Gillette or Dr. Bells. I'll just go to their office, and sometimes it's about school. Sometimes it's about a different class that they don't teach, and I just want their opinion on a paper or a sermon or, yeah, an assignment like that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun resource to be able to just walk upstairs and see who's available to talk to. <laughs> That's great. So, Liz, at the very beginning of this recording, we talked about how we need to be careful and explaining what God has for you next. But can you tell us enough about where you're headed so that our listeners can be praying for you and so we can get a good feel for the kind of ministry uh, that the Lord's leading you into? I'm planning to move to Central Asia after graduation. I'll be joining a missions organization, or it's through a missions organization I'll be joining a team there. Uh, it's a medical team. They've most of them have been there for several years, so they're established in this um, in this place. It's a Muslim nation. It's considered an unreached people group. So in the medical clinic, I'll be able to use my nursing skills to form relationships, to um, support the team, um, to stay in the country. <laughs> um, and then I'll also be using my seminary skills to reach the people who've never heard the gospel before and hopefully support the church that's already there where God is already at work. So yeah, when, well, I was able to use the CCMP requirement that I mentioned as part of the mission certificate. I was able to fulfill that by going to the same place with the same people. I got to do a little bit of language learning while I was there. So um, being there for several weeks, I was able to really get a better picture of what my life would actually look like day to day when I go back long term. It'll still be different, but um, 
it was a really good opportunity for me to be able to um, go and experience the culture. Well, Liz, we always like to end these shows by asking our guests what the Lord has been teaching uh, them these days that would edify our listeners as we close out. And um, I'm just thinking as as you've been talking about God's faithfulness in um, your life and excited about the ways that He's going to use you in ministry. And uh, listeners, we, we ask you to pray for Liz um, as she goes out to this place. But I wonder if you can just uh, share a word of encouragement, uh, anything that the Lord has been teaching you recently in your private devotional life, or even maybe something here at Beeson that you will even take with you to the mission field. Yeah, well, I think that, especially over the last four years um, at Beeson, what I would say the Lord's been teaching me is that He can really do a lot with hesitant faithfulness. Um, when I first started Beeson, I was trying to get out of it, and I just couldn't really get rid of those cold emissions, and I kept getting encouraged and affirmed, and I kept wanting to do it as well. But I thought I was coming to Beeson because I needed more knowledge, more knowledge about God, more knowledge about how to teach scripture um, so that I could work overseas. But I, I definitely got that. I definitely needed that, and the program definitely gives you a lot of knowledge and good foundation and good teaching. Um, but I've also just realized that I needed time. Like I needed time to come to terms with um, my call to overseas work. I needed time to realize how much that's going to impact me and all the people that love me. Um, I just needed time to be in a place like this where I'd be encouraged in my abilities to teach and pastor people. I needed time to grow in my relationship with the Lord. You just and see how he just keeps coming through for me anywhere I am, everywhere I am, whatever my circumstances are. So I just think the Lord knew what I needed and gave that to me before I even really realized um, what was happening. So yeah, he's just so patient with me, with my reluctance to accept this call that he has on my life. I'm still kind of you know, I still feel reluctant sometimes, but I've just seen how much the Lord's plans are better for me and actually the best thing for me. So yeah, even though I've been barely faithful, like a minimum amount of faithful, just the Lord can still do a lot with that and He is still perfectly faithful and trustworthy. Amen. That's wonderful. Thanks be to God for His faithfulness and loving kindness to us. You have been listening to our friend, Liz. We're not going to tell you her last name. She is one of our most uh, beloved students here at Beeson. We all know her last name, but we can't mention it in this context. Please pray for Liz as she raises money uh, to head overseas and then follows the Lord's leading to this place uh, in Asia that she's been describing. Thank you for tuning in. We love you, and we say goodbye for now. listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. 
Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at beesondivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes.